Thank you so much, Tamara, for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today. How are you? I am doing so well. Thank you so much, Faber, for having me on. Yeah, anytime. I'm so glad you're able to educate us today. A lot of people don't know about this topic. A lot of people have heard it before, but they've never really understood the concept or the reason behind doing something that is so important in our lives, especially in a fast and moving world like we are in today. So I'm excited that you have the time to spend with us and just give us some insight. And before we even do, you know, I'd love people to know who you are, what you do. How did you even get to this point that you are in today with such a zeal and passion to help people? Well, I have 20 years of engineering experience um, and I worked in manufacturing. I live in Minnesota. Minnesota is headquartered to so many top Fortune 500 companies. So anybody who wants to work in manufacturing, this is the state to be in. Um, however, during the last, during the last, I'm going to say nine years of my engineering career, um, I struggled because in manufacturing you have safety assessments and you have so many uh, problems with the equipment and I was in charge of the chemical, the chemical portion of the manufacturing and trying to organize my work was very daunting, very daunting. And so I discovered a tool. I discovered a tool, and once I was able to use that tool to manage my time, my job became a lot easier. And I became obsessed. I became obsessed with this tool and all of the methodology behind using this tool. And I started teaching everybody. My um, company opened up a position to actually um, start a new department, teaching the tools and teaching the methodology. I took the job right away. And I've just been off to the races. And so the last 10 years of my career was just focused on becoming a specialist in a methodology that we're going to talk about today. Wow. I, You know, that's actually encouraging and inspirational at the same time because you had to go through something to get this. It's not like it just came to you, you know, on a silver platter. You had to go through some things to get here. So in that process of waiting, did you feel like something was going to change or were you just open to whatever came your way? No, I was kind of getting burnt out and working mm. in corporate working in a corporation as a black woman is not always easy. It's not very welcoming. And I live in Minnesota where most of these corporations, they don't have a lot of people that look like me in positions of power or even in supervisory positions. So I was getting burnt out and I was thinking about switching careers. And so this tool, this methodology will engage your staff, engage your employees. And it kept me engaged for another 10 years. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> wow. and that, that's just the truth of the matter. People want to feel appreciated. People want to have their opinions heard. And if you can do that through the methodology of how you do your work, it kind of lessens the effect of who's in charge of who's running the business. Because you know that you're still bringing a lot to the table. Your value is still being expressed. That is so true. You know, now that you mentioned it, it got me thinking about something I read the other day, um, how they're working on changing, you know, corporate America from having a five day work week to a four day work week. And that is going to impact a lot of businesses nationally. Now, when you think about this tool, do you think it's going to make or break 
or do something that's going to shake the foundation? No, I think that tools like what I'm going to talk to you about, the methodology, is actually what's driving companies to value their employees, to listen to them, to give them the four-day work week. Mm. I think a lot of employees are even screaming for three-day work weeks since they've had a taste of what it's like to work from home. A lot of employees never even went back to work because they were being forced to work five days or, you know, that's like too much time now they value their family. And so the, the methodology actually encourages employers to trust your staff. If this is how they think they're going to be way more productive, trust them, give them that. You're not going to miss anything by having happy employees, right? What do you, what do you lose by having happier staff? They're more productive. They like working there. You're not going to have to keep hiring people because they're going to stay longer. That's what happened to me, right? That's what happens to me. I stayed at a company that wasn't necessarily the best place for me for another 10 years because I found a way to have my opinion heard, a way to feel passionate about my work again. So so in terms of the foundation, it's going to stabilize the foundation, if anything, I believe. So true. I think so, too, because somebody out there listening could also be in this position, you know, where they've spent years and years decades just trying to make things easier but they don't know how to do it because there's also the fear of the unknown that a mm-hmm. lot of people don't get to witness or see because they are just they want to be safe than sorry but sometimes you got to fail forward to see that happen but how do you strike a balance for someone who is thinking about what you did and what would you tell them if they're in that position right now um, to the to the general employee, I well to the general employee, I talk on a spiritual level because I'm also a Bible teacher favorite. And so spiritually I say all the work that you do, you have to do it unto the Lord. As as soon as you realize I'm not working for this person, I'm not working for this company, I am working to help people and I'm doing it through the avenue of this company, then your work becomes meaningful and you you begin to discover that passion that's driving you to show up every day in the first place look when i was just a regular engineer i was able to minister to people while i was working i was able to help a lot of people and so i brought more to the table than just what i came there for and so finding ways to impact your employees your co-workers while you're in your regular you know, hourly role or salary role is going to bring so much more passion. Otherwise, my advice is to always be who you were meant to be. And I have lessons on how to discover your purpose and just to serve God. Because at the end of the day, we are all accountable for what we did with the time that we had here. Mm -hmm. There's a test at the end of days. You know, were you going to be the person who had one talent that was developed or the person who had 10 talents that were developed or the one who had one talent and buried it in the sand. No, we're all expected to be who we were meant to be, discover and discover everything that's inside of us to produce it, to grow it, to get a harvest at the end of days. Amen to that. As as soon as you mentioned this, I was thinking about the talents because it was like everyone has a five day, four day. You know, some people in the in you know in the Europe um I don't know what they call it, the European Union, the EU, um, the European continent. But people that live in Europe, let me just be simple. (laughs) People that live in Europe have this experience, you know. In the U.S., it's a little bit different. In Canada, it's a little bit different. 
you know in asia it's a little bit different you know australia africa they have different things going on and there are different ways people process work now with this tool for someone listening that is globally trying to understand they may not be here they may be somewhere else but they're listening and they want to learn how can i use this tool in my own domestic local base Oh, yeah, you're going to love this because this methodology was adopted by companies all over the world. When Toyota adopted this methodology, they went from having strong back orders, long changeover times, to cutting that time right down, to becoming a billion-dollar business that has more profits than their next three competitors combined. Mm. So this tool, this methodology, isn't unique to one continent, one person. I like to say that God gave us this methodology and anybody who chooses to do their work in this way is going to be blessed. Seriously. It's that simple, that um, widespread to be, it's applicable to every industry. And that's what I wanted to talk on your podcast about because I came from the manufacturing world, but I've taught, um, I've taught finance, I've taught nonprofits, I've taught um, supply chain industries, logistics. I've taught um, hospitals. I've taught so many different industries that it's applicable to. So it's good for everybody. This is big. You know, I feel like people are trying to wait for that drum roll now. So <laughs> we've been talking. <laughs> Tell us, what is this tool and what does it do? Okay, so it's really a principle-based system. And it's not new. Like I said, it's been around 100 years. It's lean, L-E-A-N. Lean is a principle-based system where the first principle is respect each individual. Respect each individual. Now, there's 10 principles, but but pretty much um, companies from from um, Henry Ford had a can-do program, Henry Ford's Model T's, to Toyota um, adopting you know, this methodology. Just applying 10 basic principles could transform everything about everything about your business. And we look at the four main indicators, your safety, your quality, your delivery, and your cost. When you respect people, you're gonna start seeing profits, okay? You're gonna see that your safety is going to be reduced. You're not gonna make products that are unsafe for your consumers. Your quality is going to be the best. Your delivery is going to be the fastest, okay? And your cost is gonna be the lowest cost, but you're gonna get the highest profits. And so just by respecting your staff, just by respecting your employees, in the lean way, this methodology is lean, um, all of these metrics are going to be um, positively impacted. You know, you got me thinking about like platforms like Amazon, Netflix, Apple, you know, companies like these that talk about these things decade-wise because you talked about it decade-wise so if you're implementing this and you have a business and you're like oh i have a business plan but this business plan is a year or three years or five years how does someone start thinking about like decade planning if i can use that word for lack of a better word yeah oh yeah absolutely it's a so lean starts with looking at what is your vision not even in a decade but a hundred years from now how do you want to change the world 
And that's why I tell the individual person, what is it that you're bringing to the table that before you die, you want to make sure people know this message? You have been, people have been impacted by your gift. Is it your art? Is it your speaking? Because a business in a hundred years has a vision. And in a hundred years, Pepsi wants everybody to smile, right? Mm. In a hundred years, my business wants everyone to be who they were meant to be. What is it that you're striving for? Because first you take your vision and then you tie it to your mission statement. Your mission is, well, what am I doing to hit that vision in the next one to three years, right? You can even tie it to that 10 years. What does that vision have to be? Meaning, what is the the 10 items that need to be true in that by the end of that three years? What has to happen? And then you're gonna take the, the mission and you tie it to your strategy. So Lean says your strategy is really your future state in one year. And once you have your one year, here's all the things that I need to do. You're gonna tie that into the projects of that one year that have to be done. Then you're gonna assign that to safety, quality, and delivery and cost focus areas that you can do every single day. You're gonna have a weekly meeting to hit those targets. You're gonna um, identify those milestones and then you're going to teach your team how to problem solve when you're not getting the results that you need. Because if you can be successful every day hitting goals, then you can be successful every week hitting your targets. You're gonna hit those targets every quarter. You're gonna hit them every year. You're gonna achieve that three-year plan and then you're gonna hit that 10-year or that vision in 100 years. Mm. That's how lean works. Applying this methodology today is very simple. You just start with the basic structure and you work from there. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for this. You know, what it got me thinking too was when you say respect people, that's both within and also without, you know, the company. So I'm thinking now when you have a team, if somebody wants to say, okay, I've heard what Tamara said, I want to learn, I want to grow, I want to start today, how many people should we be respecting quote unquote from our business line lifeline okay everybody but first let me give you the lean definition of respect because when i say respect in american culture we're thinking say please and say thank you oh say please and say thank you just don't be rude but no in lean respecting each individual means you respect people as the expert of the work that they do so favor, you're an expert in SEO. I'm not going to tell you how to do SEO. I'm not going to I'm not going to assume that I know more than you. I'm going to ask your opinion. I'm going to listen. I'm going to follow whatever you tell me to do. Okay? I'm the expert in lean consulting. <laughs> True. You're not going to tell me how to be a lean consultant, right? Yeah. Um I help daycare owners. They're the expert in running their daycare facility, but I'm the expert in daycare operations because I can help you with this methodology. Whatever people are doing, if you have a writer, if you have a person in marketing, even if you have someone brand new to the job, you're going to respect them as the expert. And if they are saying something that doesn't make sense, you're going to coach them with questions. Hey, why do you feel that way? Or what was your insight on this one thing? We're never going to discount someone's opinion. We're never going to act like, you know, we're the boss of them, um, like we know more than them. And I'll give you an example when you talk about the different levels of kind of um, who, who, who really is the expert. So I'll give you an example because I'm an engineer. In engineering, and I was a consultant coaching engineers, the engineer felt like if they designed a piece of machinery, they were the expert. 
However, I would point out the operator who runs that equipment, whose job it is, they are the true expert. And they was, how could they be the expert? They're getting paid $15 an hour to run the equipment. They don't know anything. Well, an engineer might design a piece of equipment, but they might have run it on two trials to get it approved. They might have tested it on one color or one configuration. That operator, that operator has had to use that equipment in so many different configurations to try to meet the customer demand. They know the sounds of it. They know the startup problems. They know how to, um, they know some troubleshooting with it. They know when it's not right, okay? That operator, the one who runs it, they're with that equipment day in and day out. They are the expert. And so including them in changes, including them in process improvements is going to be vital. When you can set up your management program, whatever business you have, by respecting people as the expert of the work that they do, you are setting yourself up for success. Mm. Period, point blank. That was a good one. That was a good one. You know, now that I'm seeing it differently, some businesses don't build it on that because you know how some companies, they have their mission statement, their vision statement, they have their policies, their procedures, they have their objectives, they have their core principles, and they use these things like respect, love, caring, you know, is there anything different from what they're doing than what is being said today? Absolutely. I was just interviewing a healthcare professional and I said, where's your vision? Where's your mission? Oh, it's right here. It's right here. Where's your strategy? We have it online. Okay. Well, how come, how come your phone lines are, you know, 15 minutes and you can't, people can't get an appointment at this healthcare facility. Well, we have our customer flow right there and you know, it's been two years and we can't even get past step one. Mm. There's no, there's no visual management at these businesses. You can't see the strategy on the wall. You can't see who's assigned to fix anything. There's no accountability board. Lean has so many tools to help a business actually achieve their mission, achieve their vision, but it takes some consulting. Look, Favor, Lean is not taught in high schools. It's not even really taught in colleges. You gotta hire a specialist. These big companies, they hire, I work for, you know, billion dollar businesses. They hire consultants like me to help them apply these principles and concepts because it's not it's not easily known. Even if you read a book about lean, it's not easy to actually apply it without some coaching, without some guidance. And so if you were to actually take the strategy that you have, print it out, put it on the wall, and actually map out what are the weekly tasks, who's assigned to these items, and red and green it every week you're meeting. Did we do it? Did we not do it? If, if there's a problem, if somebody needs help, if you need resources, if you need money, you're signing that out with a post-it note on an accountability board. And you're saying, okay, here's your task. Here's the support. You know, we're calling this person. We're, we're running this test. You know, we're, we're doing problem solving and it's all visually managed. So then there's no question as to um, why didn't, you know, why didn't we finish step one? If there's a bottleneck, that's what management is for. You have a manager, right? Managers are there to mentor and to help, you know, release the problem. So 
it's just not being done. That's that's the answer. <laughs> wow. That's why it looked like this, but it actually you're not getting the results that you that you're hoping to see. Wow. Is there a reason why it's not being taught? Like, what is the root cause of this detrimental? I'll, I'll tell you this. When I was talking to the healthcare professional, I said there is a very um, doable way to run this business, and she said. What is it? I said, it's lean. She said, oh, I've heard about lean. The state took us to a three-hour class. I don't have time to do that. Mm. See, lean is not easily understood, but I understand how to actually help people break it down so that you can actually do lean while doing your job. People look at lean, the ones who know about it, and they would say, yes, it's very, um, it's very good. But I don't got time to do that. Hmm. No, not having time is the reason why you need lean. And making time for lean is doing your job. It's how you're going to do your work. Um, I have an example. I was coaching a group of supervisors, and they didn't have time to do their job. They were firefighting, and the work of the supervisor was not getting done. No reviews, no one-on-ones, no coaching, no mentoring, no process improvement. They were firefighting. And we challenge them. Okay, you might not have, you know, 10 hours a week to even do your job, but do you have five minutes? Take five minutes and improve your own process. Can you do that? One week later, they all had five minute improvements. Great. Find another five minutes until they were able to find one hour of time where they were actually able to do their jobs. See, doing lean is improving your processes so that you can hit your targets. Lean is identifying what's stopping you in the first place. That's why you need it and you need to just, you know, start right where you are and start incorporating it. Thank you so much. That is so helpful. Now I'm now I'm thinking for them because I'm trying to be what I'm trying to ask questions they would ask because I know how they think sometimes. And now it's like, okay, it's a tool. Do I have to buy the tool? Do I have to be trained to learn the tool? Is there an actual tool tangibly or is it something that it's a mindset workflow? Okay, so Toyota is the business who made Lean very popular, not because they invented Lean, but because they've applied the principles so well, everyone wanted to copy Toyota. So there's books written about how to do Lean and Toyota has something you can Google I think it's called the Toyota House of Improvement, and people have made so many different models on this. So what you need to do, and and let me just answer your question, and then I'll kind of give the example. So you asked about, is it a tool? Within the Toyota Production House of Improvement model, there's different lean tools that can be applied at every stage of the process. So the foundation of the model is the principles. You need the 10 principles. The first one is respect each individual, and the 10th one is provide value for your customer, okay? So the foundation is the principles, and that's the mindset. Above that becomes more tangible things to apply, meaning you're gonna have stability in your business, and we teach stability in process, stability in your people, and stability in your environment. So that's the strategy on what you should be working on, making sure your people know when something's wrong, making sure your environment is stable for the work that you do, and making sure that your processes are stable and that they're functioning at the right time, at the right sequence, um, 
and at the right capacity. Above that, you're going to have two pillars of lean. The first pillar um, of the house is just in time. The second pillar is built-in quality with a continuous improvement, kind of tying those two together. And the house of the Toyota model is the fastest delivery, the best quality, at the lowest cost. But you can't get to those three to the roof of the house until you have the pillars, just in time and built-in quality. But you can't get to the pillars until you have the foundation, which is stability in your people, stability in your processes, stability in your environment. But you can't even get to the foundation until you have respect, until you have those 10 principles. Thank you so much. Now that you're saying it, it now makes sense with Toyota because when you hear just in time and improved quality, everyone says, just buy a Toyota because you're going to get the spare parts faster than you'd get another car. (laughs) So so it matches, it makes a lot of sense because when quality is there and there's quantity to support it, then that supply demand factor is always going to be in position. Yeah. The key tool that I started with that kind of drove me and exposed me to the remaining methodology was the tool called Leader Standard Work. Leader Standard Work is a time management tool that really can give you a repetitive, just systematically structures your time. And if you can't get it to be a system, you problem solve why. Um, And so my day, my job became so much simpler when I knew safety was on Wednesdays and quality was on Mondays and all my meetings was on Tuesdays and Thursdays between 10 and 12. My life became so structured. Leader Standard Work can help you get there. And it is a link tool. Amazing. You know, I think now from everyone hearing this, I think the next question is going to be, how do I get started? So I'll make it simple for them. (laughs) If you would love to let them know what you have that would really help them understand this and take it from just listening to becoming a doer and being a doer of the action and not just a listener, how will they be able to do it with you? They can go right to my website. They can go to IamLeanLLC.org. There's a contact me. They could... Um, send me a message they could read a blog article every blog article has a link they can contact me from there learn more just go to I am lean because it's not well known so I'm trying to put out more articles to teach people what is lean and to um, and to um, allow them to you know have consultations with me they can also book a call with me they can book a call with me at iamlean.org backslash apply so if they just go there you can get my calendar and just book a call with me and we could talk about your business and talk about how you would like to remove some of your frustrations today streamline your processes and go from being more chaotic to more structured and routine and systematic in your business I love that. From chaotic to systematic, definitely we all, we all need that in, at one point in our lives, you know. Wow. Thank you so much, Tamara, for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today. You've been amazing, and I'm so looking forward to hearing all the good results that it's going to take us, like you said, decades, you know, centuries to enjoy and leave for our children's children because we are building that foundation today. So I appreciate you for your time today. 
Thank you so much, Fame. I really enjoyed you. Take care. Anytime.